You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Colton's upcoming season of The Bachelor and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. Podcast number 100. I'm your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. The big C-note, 100 podcasts. I mean, I thought I was going to do a few. I did not think I would really get to 100. I didn't even think it was going to be a weekly podcast when it first started. I wanted it to be. I think the first couple weeks I did two a week. Which, thinking about that now, there's, like, impossible. But when we first started this podcast, I didn't know what it was going to be. The first four or five podcasts, if you go back and look, they were, one of them we took calls, uh, one of them was, the other ones were just me talking about Bachelor Nation stuff, one was a uh, bio breakdown when the uh, Bachelorettes came out for one of the bachelor seasons. So yeah, I just, and then, and then it started getting into the interview format and we've done that ever since. So thank you all for being a part of the first 100. Hopefully there are a hundred more. Don't forget this podcast brought to you by Beholden. Hey, brides and wedding guests looking for an outfit that dazzles. Beholden offers a gorgeous collection of wedding gowns and dresses for special occasions. Shop from the comfort of your couch and your purchase will arrive at your doorstep in a matter of days. For a limited time only, use code LOVE at checkout for free shipping on your purchase at Beholden.com. B-H-L-D-N.com. That's B-H-L-D-N.com. As always, please rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts. It is much appreciated. It certainly helps out the podcast, especially with advertisers. If you want to subscribe and unsubscribe every week, that would help too. Uh, the last few of our podcasts have all reached not only top 10, but have reached top five in the TV and film category in Apple Podcasts. So that's been great. Also, Nell Coulter's Are You the One Recaps Season 7 are up every Thursday. I posted one earlier this morning. And don't forget the He Said, She Said podcast with myself and Ashley Spivey comes out every Tuesday. You can be on this Tuesday's podcast or the following Tuesday's podcast or any future podcast of the He Said, She Said podcast. By just emailing myself, emailing Ashley, let us know you have Skype, let us know what time zone you're in, the best times for you to record, and we'll get a call recorded, we'll work out the schedules, we'll get it done, and you'll be on a future episode. I hope you've been listening to that podcast. It's been a lot of fun. We've had a lot of people, and I think the biggest thing that Ashley and I have taken out of it is so many people, whether it's a serious issue, dealing with whatever, rape, or sexual assault, or depression, or suicide, or whether it's something as we've had in a recent one about just wedding planning and stuff like that. People just sometimes need a place to vent and they want to vent to people who have no skin in the game, you know, not family and not friends. And the other thing that I'm learning out of doing that podcast is people afterwards emailing me or emailing Ashley and saying, just hearing that phone call, it opened my eyes to this because I'm going through the same thing. And so that's really cool for us, and if you want to react to those podcasts, send myself or Ashley an email or tweet at us because it certainly helps us, you know, because sometimes when you release a podcast, I mean, we see the downloads and we see how many people are listening, but sometimes 
you hope they're reaching people in, in some way other than they're just listening to it. So uh, if you want to do that in future podcasts, if it, if it pertains to you or it triggers something uh, within you, please let us know, either personally by emailing myself or Ashley or tweeting at us or DMing, whatever the case may be. We really appreciate it. So without any further ado, though, let's get to podcast number 100. We're going old school with this one. Former winner of Bachelor Season 6, it's Mary Delgado. Okay, let's welcome our guest. She is number 100. You first saw her appear on Season 4 of The Bachelor with Bob Guinea. Then she followed that up with appearing on Season 6 of the show with Byron Velvick, where she ended up engaged. At the end of that, it's Mary Delgado. Mary, how are you? Hey, I'm good. Hey, look, I'm really honored to be podcast number one. Hundred and congratulations to you, Steve. Thank you. You'll get. Uh, I'll send you some candy or some scratch and sniff <laughs> stickers in the mail or something. That's what you get for being awesome. guest awesome. number one hundred. Uh, obviously, the show now is completely different from when you were on it. Times are different, but I want to go back to the start with you when you first appeared on Bob Guinea's season. Mm-hmm. Had you watched Trista's season? Like, did you specifically apply for Bob? How did all that come about for you? No, honestly, I didn't know what The Bachelor was. I uh, was shopping at um, a mall here in Tampa, and I saw this sign as I was walking by, um, you know, apply for the, the Bachelor. I was like, what is that all about? And a girlfriend of mine was like, oh, do it, do it. And I was single at the time. And so we walked in. I was like, okay, well, I'll just people watch. I'm just going to people watch. That's it. Um, long story short, I wind up getting in front of the camera and doing an interview. They wind up calling me and then got on Bob's season. <laughs> so when you knew you were going to be on the show, did you look back and like do any sort of research on Bob or like did you ask around like hey, who is this who is this guy? Like or did you not know until you got out of the limo who your bachelor was? Like at what point did you know, oh, Bob Guinea is going to be the bachelor season that I'm on? No, no. I um I think at that I'm trying to re- listen. This is so ancient because <laughs> I'm so irrelevant. It was so long ago. I'm trying to. This was oh three. For all those listening, Bob's season <laughs> filmed and aired in 2003. So 2003. Lord <laughs> yeah. have mercy. Yeah. Um, no, I I think I'm I'm pretty sure that I researched him to find out he was a funny guy um and i like you know like jokesters like funny guys and stuff like that he was good looking he was a good looking guy so i i think i think i did research on him but i can't even remember um at all so do you remember remember what you did this might even be even harder to remember 15 years (laughs) ago but do you remember what you did out of the limo i don't think they're they don't do they don't do as many sort of quirky things back then and the corny uh, gimmicks that people do now. But do you remember what you said to him or did out of the limo? I do. I introduced myself in Spanish and, um, and, and he was like, Oh, hello. You know, he was really friendly. Um, but I, that's all I said. Okay, you know, so I you... said, mucho gusto, you know, so I just introduced myself in Spanish and that everybody was, a... was so funny because everybody thought that I didn't speak English. Like, does this girl speak English? She keeps talking in Spanish. <laughs> so it was pretty funny. <laughs> Now, we notice a lot of things, especially now in recent years, with Mm -hmm. the drama on the show usually revolves around feuds in the house uh, between Mm -hmm. the women. There's, you know, just a lot of cattiness in the house. Did you remember it as much back then? This was season four. We're on season 23 now that have been in Colton is is filming season 20. Wait, is Colton 23 or 24? I think he's uh, 20. 23, I he's think. He's 23, yeah. Yeah, he's So 23. Colton's filming 23. You were on season four. 
what about the cattiness in the house? Did you get along with everybody? Uh, was there someone that stuck out that just always rubbed you the wrong way? Where were you at with the other women in the house? No, I got along with, with everyone in the house. Um, the cattiness was, you know, still the same. It just wasn't as severe as it is right now. Yeah, It's gotten worse, I think. Um, so it, w- it just wasn't as bad. And, and I never, I got along with, with everyone. I never had a problem with, with anyone in, um, in season four or season six um, that it was in, but I got along great with everyone. So you were, um, I'm still, I'm still friends to this day uh, with, you know, a couple of the girls with um, Kelly Joe from Bob season with um, Estella, um, who was the final one. Yeah. Um, so I'm still friends with a lot of the girls. Well, you were one of the older ones that were cast for Bob's season. So did did any of the younger ones look up to you as like the the mother hen of the house? Like they look to you as that type of figure or was it actually, you know what? I shouldn't say that because I don't I don't have the list in front of me. I just assumed that you I, I just assumed you were one of the older ones cast because I remember that ended up being like a total storyline of of you on Bob's season was. Oh, she's getting older, and you know, her eggs are and you know, her, whatever. Her eggs are getting, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah her eggs are rotting was, or whatever. She wants, she wants yeah. a baby now, and all that. I remember. Shit. I mean, I back then I was just recapping the show, and I'm sure I gave you tons of shit for that. I'm, I mean, it's out there somewhere, but that that's okay. I forgive you. I still love you. Steve. <laughs> well, you're gonna get snatch and sniff Snickers. That's why. So like, <laughs> that's what I, that's what you get repaid for. Um, but were you? I mean, were you? Do you remember being? One of the older ones in the house, or were there more older women cast this yeah. season? Um, no, I was pretty close in age. Um, I think I was maybe five years older, uh, maybe. So, you know, I was I was cast as the one that was like, she's ready to get married now. She's ready to have babies now, yeah. you know. And that's the way that they that they portrayed me on there. They showed me, like, I was ready to do all those things. Like, the truth is, like, I, I did want to have children. I, I would think that you know, a lot of people that wind up getting married want to start a family. But for me, I didn't want to start a family like right away. I didn't want to get married even right away because honestly, on the show, you really don't know a person really well. You would you, you get engaged on there, but then you want to have like, you know, time to get to know that person. So for me, the reality is, yes, I wanted to have kids. I just didn't want to have kids and get married like right away <laughs> like they portrayed me. Yeah. No, I mean, so. it's it's understandable. And back then, you know, like you said, we're talking 2003 and we're, yep. at a, we're at a time where social media wasn't even a thing back then. The Internet was still in its kind of its infantile stages of being yep. what it is now. I, I just think that there just wasn't enough talk about it back then it was very easy to run with a storyline like that Mm -hmm. back then it was like oh oldest one in the house of the girls that we have let's go with this now it's funny because when i went back to do a little research for this interview uh, there's just not a lot on the internet about bob's season i had to go back and read some old old recaps that weren't even any good and and i'm (laughs) so we're not going to sit here and break down every single date that you went on and you remember this group date and this one-on-one which i do with most recent contestants because it's more fresh in people's minds. But one of the things that I did notice was you, you did get a one-on-one during the season and it was at an amusement park. I guess you guys had it rented out to you that day. Do you remember anything about that date or no? Yeah. Um, Kind of, I do. I, I, we had a really good, good time. Um, Bob was a lot of fun. 
Um, he was hilarious. They, they really didn't get to show, um, you know, all of who he was. And he was a great person. Um, we're friends still. And actually I think, I think his wife, new wife, I think he, he's a dad now. I think they just had a baby. Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure. Or they're either um, they either had one or about to have one, I think. Is, yeah, you know, and, and he really, honestly, he's a really funny, good person. Um, but on that date, we really had we really had a good time. Um, so the day they closed, that's what they do. They do all these dates that um, are kind of unrealistic because in real life, when, when are you going to shut down an entire amusement park to go on a date? Yeah. Uh, but they're a lot of fun. They do some spectacular dates, some amazing dates. So this Bob se- was was a lot of fun. This season with Colton, we're going to get it in a closed amusement park date for one of his one on ones. I mean, here we are, I'm fifteen sure years you later. Have the scoop on that. Yeah, for, here we are, fifteen <laughs> years later, and they're doing the exact same thing because oh, wow. he had a one on one earlier a uh, couple weeks ago down in San Diego at an amusement park down there. And um, wow, yeah, he's going to be. He is going to be. A great bachelor, I think. It's going to be really interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. I can't wait for the, uh, you know, fantasy suite. So, so yeah. <laughs> so, uh, have you been, have you been watching, like, are you keeping up to date with all this? Do you watch Paradise and Bachelor and Bachelorette every year? Here and there. Like, okay. you know, I'll watch them. It's, it's like I saw um, um, last season. Um, I love the season with uh, Rachel. I think yeah. that was her name. Um, so I watched the the Bachelorette and JoJo. Um, I really loved that. Um, I really liked uh, different season. Um, uh, Juan Pablo. That was pretty interesting. Don't yeah. know what he's up to, but yeah. that was an interesting season. Uh, so yeah, I, I watched some of them here and there. I'll catch some episodes. All right. So we get when we're talking about Bob season. You got to. You ended up getting to the final three. Of Bob's season. It was you, Kelly, Joe, and Estella, right? Yes, yeah. Okay, so- and funny enough, so Meredith, because um, Meredith, what I think she was bachelorette number two, yeah. I think she was. Meredith was the final four. And yeah, um, right. after the show, they were um, they were contemplating, like, who was going to be the new bachelorette. And they actually contacted me that, you know, they wanted me to be the bachelorette. Um and so it was between me and and Meredith, and ultimately they wound up going with with Meredith. But um, well, you but pro- she, Meredith is a sweetheart too. Yeah. Well, you probably don't know this, but Meredith was on the podcast uh, about two or three months ago, and it ended up making headlines because of what she said. But uh, I don't I don't yeah. want to relive it because it kind of died down after that because Meredith basically decided it was just a time in her life that she. Like it was cathartic for her to talk about, but she never pursued mm-hmm. anything post that. Uh, but it was stuff that happened to her while she was the Bachelorette and filming, and stuff that was going on with um, with her. And it just it ended up blowing up. But she was great. Um, she obviously went through a lot as well post show um, because she like admitted, I mean it was mm-hmm. in stories. I mean she's a known alcoholic, and she admitted yeah. to it and. And struggled for uh, struggle with it for a while, and we talked about all that stuff. But yeah, no, Meredith, uh, she meant. I remember her talking about the whole Bachelorette choice, where she kind of said, "From the second I agreed to it to the first day of filming was maybe two weeks." She goes, "It was a whirlwind for me. Like they kind of just yeah. came to me and said it, and there I was, and I was the Bachelorette." But so you get to the final three with Kelly, Joe, mm-hmm. and Estella. Was there a point during Bob's season, I guess even earlier in the season or even maybe at the final three, where you either thought, A, he's going to pick me, or B, I might be engaged at the end of this thing? 
Or did you have a sense that even though I'm lasting this long, I don't think he's picking me? Where was your where was your mind at with Bob with that? No, I I really thought that he was picking me from hmm. the from the feedback I was getting from him and how much the producer was saying, Oh, he really likes you and he's really into you Ugh. and all these different things. So I, I felt like that really, he, he really did like me that he was going to pick me. Uh, so obviously he didn't <laughs> and I was crushed. <laughs> it really was. It was very upsetting. I, I was so crushed. I could barely say anything in the car. It was, I was pretty crushed. I was going to say when you when so when you got, eliminated and he didn't pick you at the final three rose ceremony and he picked Kelly Joe and Estella over you. Mm-hmm. Were you at a point where you were like, what, what, wait, what just happened? Did you ever get yep. any sort of explanation from him or I guess not until the, maybe the tell all show, the women tell all, is that when you first got to confront him about it? Yeah. Um, I, I really didn't get, too much of an explanation because you know again i thought that it was going to be me um the only thing that i knew was you know the fact that he wasn't ready to get married and he wasn't ready to have kids and that you know pretty much i said hey look i wasn't ready for that either at some point in our future if there was a future because i thought that there was i would have wanted that just not immediately uh but it was a shock for me and you know when when he lets you down it's so weird you you go into the car they drive you around literally for at least a couple of hours oh, yeah. <laughs> just Get, driving the around, answers that they driving want in circles yeah. oh just driving in circles and driving in circles and i'm sitting there and tears are rolling down my face and i'm like i, I just want to go i just want to get underneath the covers and cry up my eyes i really don't want to talk i just you know just it was just really tough, but they drive you around for hours to try to get you to talk. And oh, yeah. yeah, I wasn't talking that day. When you had the hometowns with him, when he came to your hometowns, did your, when you got to talk to your family, maybe after the fact, or even briefly while he was part of it, did, did they feel it was coming that maybe he wasn't into you? Was your, or was your family full on board with him and they were gung ho about him picking you? Yeah, my family was full on board. Like my mother and my father, they don't speak English. Um, I was born in Cuba and and we left Cuba as a little girl. I was 11 months old. And my mother and father, like that's my heart is my mom and my dad. They've worked very, very hard for their kids. There's six of us. And, you know, both of them had two jobs at a time just to make sure that we had an education and that we, you know, grew up with you know, toys and clothes and food and everything else. So they never learned um, English. They understand it. They just don't speak it. But when he came to the hometown date, like my mom and dad really liked him. They really believed that he was into me and that, you know, I was really into, into him. And I had two friends of mine, uh, Mark and Lisa that met him uh, and really liked him. Um, And, you know, they really thought, they saw how happy I was. They really thought like, wow, you know, Mary seems happy and he seems happy and I think they're going to wind up together. So it really felt like it was real. So the thing is you're crushed at the end of this and you know, (laughs) you're crushed and you're like, you said, you don't know what to do and you kind of, you know, like I said, it's pre pre internet days and and Mm. whatever. And so they air Jesse Palmer's season in between Bob and Byron's. So mm-hmm. at what point 
were you approached about coming on Byron's season? And after what you had been through with Bob, did you immediately say yes? You know, what did you know about Byron beforehand? Explain that whole process of how the Byron season came about. Because for those that don't remember, which is probably a lot of you out there, um, you were not brought. You were not one of the first, whatever twenty five girls that he had the first night. You were brought. Yep. You were brought on with another girl from your season, right? It was your season, or maybe yes. it was another season. Okay, your season with another Bob. season. Another season. It was another season. So, and you guys came on mid-season or maybe th- episode three or four, but it was a lot mm-hmm. shorter show back then. So just explain to everybody how that all came about, how they approached you with it of, hey, we think you would be a good fit or whatever the case may be. Yeah, they they called me up and they asked me, would you come back on the show? We think we have like the perfect guy for you and we really want you back and uh, to come on the show. And I was like, I said, no, no, I really don't want to. I'm not interested. Um, they call me back and they say, Mary, you know, we really want you to, to come back. And then, you know, I really thought about it. And I thought to myself, uh, well, you know, I, I was going not really to meet anybody. I just was like, okay, free vacation. I can go live in this mansion, have a good time and all this stuff. And, um, and plus, they paid me this time to be on the show. <laughs> they paid me that time. So I went back oh. on the show. And it wasn't because I wanted to meet anybody. I just thought, you know, I'll go over there, go for, you know, have a little bit of fun, and then I'll go back home. That was my thought process. They paid, the you, they paid you to come back a second time. They huh? paid me to come back. <laughs> that time they do, paid me. Do we remember how much that payment was? I don't. I don't even remember. Um, it was. A, it was a good amount. Okay. Uh, but they paid me that time. So, because you didn't show up the first night, and because you guys, you and the other girl, I can't remember her name. Who was it? What was her name? Oh, I can't remember her name, and she's a friend of mine on Facebook. <laughs> Is that awful? She's no. a sweetie I mean, pie too. Fifteen she's years ago, blonde, real pretty blonde girl. Um, oh God, I can't believe I can't remember her name. No, it's all right. She's a- I'm so sorry. Uh, but you guys came on in like, I think it was maybe episode three or four. And uh-huh. what was the reception from the other women when you came on? Did th- did any of them think it was an unfair advantage that? Oh, yeah. they were not happy at all. Oh. They weren't happy because think about it. You know, here they come in, you know, fresh and new and they're building relationships with them. And then all of a sudden these two new girls come in out of nowhere and it's like a twist because uh, that year, Byron's year, there were two bachelors. They started off with two bachelors. Yeah. And then the girls had to pick which one that they wanted. They wound up picking Byron. Uh, then the second twist was that here these two new girls are, are showing up. So they had a couple of twists in that season, season six. Mm-hmm. Looking, looking back on it now, do you think they brought you in because maybe – once Byron was established as the bachelor, he had the most votes over him and, and Jay and they knew who their bachelor was that they were going to be working with. Do you think maybe Byron had said maybe to producers, maybe he told you this off air. That's why I'm curious that he wasn't interested in anybody there. And they were like, Oh shit, we need to find somebody. Cause we want a proposal at the end of this thing. And that's why they came to you. Or did they just come to you because they wanted to throw a twist in? Honestly, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know the answer uh, to that. Um, I kind of, I kind of think that they knew that Byron was going to be 
the bachelor. Um, they probably knew like what he was attracted to. Also, there was a lot of pretty girls there. So I honestly really don't know the answer to that question, but that's a good question. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if he told them like after he was established and got the most votes and he knew who his cast was that he was like, I'm not really into any, I'm not feeling any with any of these women. And so like, I guess, so my question I guess would be to ask you, how soon from when they asked you to come on did you end up on the show? Like, was it before the season even started or after, like, they were in mid-filming and they're like, hey, Mary, would you want to come on this season? Was it something like that? Or do you remember? I don't remember. That Damn was in 04. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> that was in 04. Because I, th- I think if we, were to, if we were somehow able to establish when they asked you, I think we might have a better answer to that question. Okay. That's all yeah. right. Uh, let's, uh, what was the other thing I want to talk about? Oh, so I don't remember a ton about Byron's season either. Uh, obviously we, we had the twist in the beginning where the women voted. It, it, it wasn't memorable. <laughs> Nothing memorable. <laughs> uh, one memorable moment though, that I will always remember because it's, I, I don't know why I remember this from your season, but I do. Byron's hometown with Tanya here in Dallas. Mm-hmm. I remember when they had their dinner and they toasted and Byron said, he toasted to Christmas in Texas, and then when he ended up picking you in the end, it just set a bunch of people off. They were all pissed at him because they were like, well, why would you say that to her if you knew you were going to pick her or whatever the case may be? Uh, do you remember that? Did you ever have a laugh I, at that afterwards? I, I do, and, and like that broke my heart. That's, you know, part of this whole process is, um, gosh, when you say something like that, yeah, it would it would make you believe like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be the one. Well, just much like, yeah. yeah, just like much in, in Bob season where I thought he was going to pick me, you know, she went through the same thing thinking that, you know, she was going to be the one, um, lucky for her that she wasn't the one, but anyway, um, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I, I could see where a lot of people in Texas would be mad about that, including her. How different was it having Bob meet your family versus when Byron met them? How different was that? Or did they like Byron more? Did they like Bob more? What was the dynamic there? Well, like the second time, like my family really, they didn't want me to go. They were like, you know, you went through a lot before. It was a heartbreak. And why would you put yourself through that again? And, you know, all these different things. And I said, well, I'm going there now for different reasons. I'm not going because I'm trying to meet somebody, but it wound up turning into that. Like when I met Byron, I really was attracted to him. I really liked him on the show. He was, you know, funny and we had great conversations that weren't even aired. He's and I knew him of him of just what I saw on the show. And the person that I saw on the show was really a good person. He was, um, very charming. Very charming. Yeah, and you can remember back then, all the Bachelor and Bachelorettes now are taken from previous seasons, so you have something to base your preconceived notions of that person going in, because you at least right. saw them on the previous season. Back then, it was just, they just brought in a new person and said, hey, here's our Bachelor. At that particular season, they said, well, we've got two, but Byron ends up being the one, so you didn't know anything until you arrived, because you couldn't have. He wasn't on a previous season. and yeah, I didn't know anything and that's that's the thing is you know with social media you can do a research to find out about a person to see what their background is what i saw 
of him on the show was all, all that I saw, just the charming person that would, would write a lot, you know, always said the, the right thing, always did the right thing. That's all I knew of, of Byron. But yeah, like you said, a lot of the previous bachelors were from previous ones and you had Twitter and you had all kinds of stuff. Uh, well, Twitter came out in what? Oh, nine or something. Oh, nine, yeah. Yeah. Then you can do research on, you know, the Brad Womax or, or, or whomever they Juan Pablo, you, you kind of knew who they were. Yeah, for sure. And at least you and the audience did and the contestants going on it did. Yep. And you back then, you're just in the dark. You have no idea. And then you mm-hmm. getting thrown in episode three or four, you're, you're behind the eight ball yet again, even more so mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. these other women have already had dates and group dates and one-on-ones with him. So yeah. when it- and going, going on there with him, like, like I said, when I, I went, on the show with on virus season, not wanting to meet anybody, but it wound up that as I was there and I hung out with him and talked with him, he was very charming and I really liked him a lot. And you probably don't remember this because you probably didn't watch a lot of the Byron season, but I watched it. All. I actually, Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. I was going to, I was going to go home and he begged me to stay. I don't know if you remember that. What, was that shown? Episode. Yes, it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a whole big episode where I was like, I'm just going to go home. We sat out there. He was crying. I was crying. Please stay. Please stay. And I was like, okay, I'll stay. But I was going to go home. How how many people were left at that point? Was it late in the game when you said this? Um, I don't know how many were left. Maybe there were 10 people left, maybe, because okay. it was a slumber party. It was a slumber party where we were at, and okay. um, there was some dancing going on. We were all having fun and stuff, so... Well, once it got down to the final two, it was you and Tanya from here mm-hmm. in, in Dallas. Again, I got to imagine you thought he was picking you, just like you thought Bob was picking you. You probably had some assurances in your own head or maybe even by him that he was going to pick you. Where was your confidence level at going into that final row ceremony day? I, I didn't catch that last part. Where was that your, he was what? Where was your confidence at going into that final row ceremony day that he was going to pick you? Um, we had conversations when we went into the fantasy suites and stuff. We had conversations that were like, <laughs> we actually went in a closet and we're talking to one another when the cameras couldn't hear us. And, you know, he pretty much was telling me, uh, I really want to be with you. You're the one. And so he pretty much told me. Okay. So you kind of knew, but it's still kind of knew, but he could have, he could have been not being honest and not picked me. Yeah. It, trust me. It's happened before where somebody thought they were getting picked and they weren't. Um, right. When, well, now that I can't, let me just ask you this. Where was your final row ceremony at? Was it in, was it at the mansion? Yes, it was. I was, it was say, uh, yeah. They, with a okay. bunch of flowers all around and they covered the pool. It was, it was really beautiful. Okay. Cause I was like, where did they go? I don't remember them being like out on a mountaintop somewhere in a field or, you know, on a hill. And then I was like, okay, then I think they were. At the mansion. Yeah, it was All right. after the After that happened, after you got engaged on the show, do you remember how long it was from the time you ended filming until the time the show started airing back then? So back then in 04, they did a lot of things differently. Uh, there was probably maybe nine, ten weeks Okay. In between. So and during that time, they would, you know, set up dates where you can see the person because they want to make sure that you guys, you know, the couple would see each other. So you had to wear disguises and all kinds of stuff. And oh, they, yeah. they still do that now. Really, 
yeah, they, it, they, they set up pretty nice dates with one another. Uh, and during that time, you know, obviously when I come off the show, then you really learn a lot about the person. So we had some discussions about some different things and it was, it was very difficult to watch some of the things that were airing because you you oh, sure. question some things like well why did you say that or why did you do this or you question a lot of things uh what was happening that you didn't get to see how many times would you say roughly that you saw him in those nine weeks that the show was off you know between the end of filming and when it when it aired and it was like what weekends at a time you'd stay together yeah. for like two or three days but you couldn't go anywhere yeah, you couldn't do I anything still right no, and if we if we went for a walk, we would have to put on a, a wig or a hat and glasses, or yeah. we'd have to hide. But I want to say it was maybe three times, three or four times. Oh, okay, all right. Well, yeah. obviously, with Byron and Mary, there was a lot of post show stuff between you guys, and not all of it was positive. So we got to dive into it. Um, before we get into that, though, I want to talk about something that 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 did happen was. I, I if I remember correctly, so Byron was from Texas, you were from Florida. Once you guys got engaged, you pretty much packed up your life and moved to Texas to be with him, right? I did. OK, I he was a pro bass fisherman. Yeah. Um, so he had a career. It, it involved traveling a lot. And I knew that if we were going to make things work, I we needed to be near each other, not apart. So, yeah, I, I packed up. I, um, I went on the road with him. I started working for him, kind of doing his marketing because uh, in the fishing world, you need sponsors to pay for a lot of uh, things that you want to do uh, as you're fishing. So I went on the road with him. We traveled a lot, did to many tournaments. We were all over the place. So, yeah. And then I, I left. I moved from Florida um, and moved to Texas. But that wasn't for that was until a year and a half that we were together that's when i moved okay so you guys did long distance for a year and a half that's a long that's a long time to do long distance well he he kind of he kind of lived over here for a little while we got a um a townhouse oh okay and then and then we moved away to texas so you really got yourself involved in the bass fishing world is it something that you even had any clue about going in or or no clue about whatsoever or you had some sort of background in this i did my dad was a fisherman in cuba that's what his life was and growing up i would fish with my dad and i'm a tomboy anyway so i love sports i love you know playing football softball anything that's outdoors i love so i grew up with fishing uh and when I met Byron and he was a fisherman and my dad was a fisherman and all these things kind of fell together. I, it was natural for me. So yes, I started fishing in the fishing world. I entered some, uh, open tournaments and had a really good time. I had my own boat and I had sponsorship as well. Wow. Look at you. <laughs> Marry the fisherman. How about that? Yes. <laughs> well, we got to get to it. We got to talk about what happened. That's fine, Steve. It was it's part of my story. Yeah, back unfortunately, unfortunately, yeah. back in two thousand seven, um, there was an incident, uh, very easily Googleable. That uh, and at the time, you know, it made headlines everywhere. 
um, that there was an argument, uh, a drunken argument between you and Byron that led to Byron having a bloody upper lip and you were arrested. And the thing about this is, ironically, and I didn't know this until I literally did the research a few hours ago, that it actually happened, this incident happened on the night that ABC aired their first ever After the Final Rose special where they did updates on former couples to catch up with them to see how they were doing. And Mary and Byron are giving their, I guess you had taped it probably a couple weeks earlier, I'm assuming, maybe a week earlier, whatever. And it aired that night, and that was the night that this all went down. So that's what was completely ironic about it. However, obviously this is an incident that has marked you for a long time. It's what people, when I guarantee most people, the first uh, thought that comes to their head when we mention Mary Delgado from the show is, oh, isn't she the one that punched her fiance or whatever? So um, in your own words, what's the best way you can describe what happened that night? Unfortunate, I guess. Um, You know, so long ago, um, a, a lot of things that were out there was, there's just so many things out there that I got mad because he looked at me a different way when we aired the thing or he, he said something wrong and that's just, it had, really nothing to do with the airing. Um, we were at a friend's house out at the beach and, and she was going through a hard time. I wanted to be there for her cause she was upset. He wanted to leave. Uh, I was like, you know, let me just stay with her for a little while. You know, he said, no, let's leave now. We wind up getting in an argument and I was like, fine, we'll leave. Uh, we left he, uh, we, we argued more. He kept arguing with me and he reached over to kind of push my head and look at my head hit the glass or whatever. And when he went to reach again, I, I put, and I was in the passenger side, I put my, my hand up to like block him from pushing me again and my ring hit his mouth. So it wasn't like an actual punch. And that's unfortunate that that happened. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's what happened. Um, and I guess he, I was so shocked. I just kind of sat there and he turned around, went back, washed his mouth. And I didn't even know he had called the police, but, um, yeah, I just sat there and shocked and that's what happened. So it wasn't an actual, like, I'm going to punch you in the mouth. It was, it was an accident. Yeah. And it, uh, but, if you, but if you take up any story of the show, or that incident, you know, you read any story, it says that you punched him in the face. Like that's, like you said, it's unfortunate that that's the way it reads and that's, and that's what has stuck to you. But there's, there's your side of what really happened. It was almost a self-defense thing and your ring hit him in the leg. Right. And that's, that's what happened. It wasn't like, I'm, I'm going to hit you. I'm going to smack you. I'm going to punch you. It was not that at all. It was just like, I'm going to block your hand in my hand as it went up. It just hit him. And I, and I think he was just shocked over it. And I mean, we stayed together afterwards and he was like, you know, I was pretty upset over the thing. I'd never gotten in trouble ever in my life. And it was, it was awful. It was awful, awful. I was going to say, so from that incident, you guys ended up staying together. Like you were still together after that. That didn't lead to your breakup right away. So how hard was that to navigate since, even though there was no social media back then, you were still probably hearing it from a lot of people that just assumed that you were a violent drunk and, you know, punched your fiance. 
So how did you guys deal with that? It was hard. You know, he his career was bath fishing and I didn't want him to lose any sponsorships at all. So we kind of kept to ourselves um, and, you know, just said, you know, it was an, an unfortunate thing that happened. But but he he was he was there, talked to me and, and was like, you know, I'm sorry that this happened. I'm sorry that I called the police. I'm sorry that all these different things. And, you know, obviously I said, well, I'm, you know, I'm sorry my ring hit your mouth. I'm just sorry that this whole situation happened. And it was very, it was really, really hard for me. Like I said, I never had gotten in trouble ever before. So it, that was, there was a lot of crying that was going on that night. Um, it was just very, it was awful. You know, <laughs> awful. I, can, I mean, I can imagine. And it probably would have been just as Scary. bad nowadays because Scary. you would be hearing so many things from anyone on social media, you know, giving yeah. their thoughts on what they thought of you and the, and the incident. Um, so you guys, you guys did stay together through that. Obviously it was, yes. it was rough. So that was 2007 mm-hmm. in, in 2008. Um, you were arrested for public drunkenness and resisting arrest at a bar in Texas that you and Byron frequented, uh, a lot. You guys were still together at this time when this happened mm-hmm. as well. Can you talk yeah, about that, that was, incident? What happened? Yeah, that was that was 2008, um, and that was uh, public intoxication is, oh, is what it was, oh, and it, it was a rest. It's a it was a restaurant, a restaurant slash bar, and they had karaoke there, and it was around my birthday, and um, you know we were doing karaoke and having fun, and this was a um, bar slash restaurant that was right down the street from uh, house. That he, we had like 10 acres and a private road. Uh, right next to that uh bar that uh, leads to the house and Lorena uh, Lorena's Cantina right Lorena's Cantina yes yeah. Lorena's Cantina remember it well yeah. and during that time we were already living in Texas and the the lady there uh Byron had also a restaurant slash bar right down the street so I didn't know, but I guess she didn't like Byron or, or myself, uh, because there was like competition. Um, this is like a border town where we lived, Del Rio. And, um, you know, so she didn't want us there. You know, she pretty much said, you guys have to leave. And, um, I was like, well, why, you know, we haven't done anything. And she pretty much said, you got to leave. So I guess, a, a deputy came, um, who was related to her and said you got to leave and I was like fine so I left the place uh, or we all left the place because we were there with some friends as well and I started to walk down that private road that leads to our property and um, you know the cop said no you can't go down that private road you need to get in your friend's car and I was like but why I just live right down that road right there and uh, anyway he said no 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 get into the car I got into the car then he pulled me out and then I was like, you know, why are you doing this? And then he said, you're under arrest. So that's kind of like the short version. What every, all, everything was dropped because uh, there were some other things that happened that, you know, shouldn't have happened <laughs> on, yeah. the, on the police's part. Um, but everything was dropped because they were probably afraid that I was going to report some things that happened. Gotcha. But I didn't. So. And then one final, because this is just, you know, the the Debbie Downer part of the interview, I guess. Uh, yeah. One final incident happened in 2010. You got a DUI in in, in Tampa that we all saw. Yeah. And then there's 
mugshots online of it. Um, can you explain? Well, first off, were you with Byron in 2010, or you guys had broken no. up at that point? No, we had broke. We, um, I think we broke up in December of that year, and um, you know, without there was just a lot of things that I had found out and I learned about, and um, I actually was the breakup was really hard on me. Um, I didn't realize this, but I guess while we were together, it was, I was like slowly falling into a depression because I was away from my family. Um, I knew some different things that were going on in our relationship and I really tried too hard to make it work. Um, but we, we broke up, um, and I was out during that time with a, with a girlfriend of mine who was going through a divorce. So we had eaten dinner and, you know, I had a glass of wine. I did have a glass of wine and I had been crying with her because again, she was going through a divorce and she was crying. And I said, well, look, let me just drive you to the car. And when, um, I drove her to the car, I had a taillight that was out and I got pulled over, uh, by a cop. And, you know, he, he asked me, he's, my eyes were red from crying. He, he just point blank asked me, you know, have you been drinking? Your eyes are red. And I said, well, I had surgery to correct my vision like um, 10 years ago. And, you know, I've been crying. Um, and so I did have a glass of wine because he asked me, had you been drinking? I said, yes, I did have a glass of wine. So I got out of the car and, you know, I'm, I'm wearing heels. I'm all dressed up because uh, I had been working that day. And he did, you know, walk the line. I'm walking the line in my heels. Um, I can barely walk in heels anyway. <laughs> so um, I guess, you know, that's when he arrested me. And and honestly, I, I feel I regret that so much. You never, if you have a glass of anything, I don't care if it's a beer, you should never, ever get behind a wheel. And I wasn't like, you know, driving, you know, drunk. I wasn't, you know, going in and out of the lanes. I got stopped because I had a taillight that was out. Yeah. Um, but my mistake, which I, I feel awful of I never should have gotten behind the wheel ever um was you know having a glass of wine and getting behind a wheel and for that I'm so I it was I'm so sorry so for anybody out there that has a drink um don't ever get behind it you have uber you have you know all kinds of things that you could call nowadays don't take a chance don't take a chance at all and I really regret that um you know, and, and today, if I if I have a sip of if anything touches my lips, I will not get behind a wheel at all, because um, not only are you, you know, chancing getting pulled over, but you're chancing um, actually getting an accident and hurting someone else. So for that, I really am sorry. That really was that was my fault. I made a, a very bad choice. Very, very bad choice that day. Yeah. So, and you know, and I'm, and I paid for it because a, a lot of people, and, and I, I get it. A lot of people make this assumption that I'm like this drunk party girl that all I do is drink and I'm just, you know, awful. And I, the assumption is there and, and I, I get it, you know, from what you read, but that's so far from the person that I am. And that's what hurts me so much is that, you know, you Google me, you see that, and then you're, that that's, that's the assumption. Yeah. So anyway, well, when you, and it, it hurts, it hurts me to this day. It really does. No, I, I, I can imagine because it's like you said, you can't, you can't scrub that from the internet now. I mean, the, the mug shots yeah. are there. The stories are there. It's, you can't get away from it. If you, 
if you Google your name. Um, after right. after the DUI happened, did you did you have to, you know, enter classes? Did you have to go to AA classes or something like that? Did they make you? No, do that or no, not like at all. Because again, I there was you have to do community service, and then okay. um, there's hours that you have to do and different things. And it was it was reduced down to um, I don't know what they reduce it down, but if it's not a DUI, it's um, oh, so it was never. Okay. It's not a DUI. It's it's reduced to something else, and I can't even remember what. It's so long ago. That was um, God. What? How many years ago was that? that? Was Ten eight, years ago? Eight. Or eight. Eight years ago. Yeah. Okay, that was eight years ago. Um, but uh, yeah, you have to do classes. You have to do you, and and you have to listen to other people. You know, talk about them drunk driving and getting into accidents and killing someone, and that really it's amazing to think about that there are some people out there that they they do get pulled over for DUI and they do it over and over and over again like you know deep driving under the influence they do it over and over again and it, it just doesn't they don't learn from that they just don't so that's unfortunate but so the la- the last thing to to wrap all this up the, the three incidents in 2007, 2008, 2010. Yeah. This this really I mean even though they all seem to center around, you know, some wine drinking or something like that, this isn't a case where you were I guess a- an alcoholic at this point. It was nothing like that. No. These are just three separate no. instances where things happened. Yeah. Like you never had correct. to go, you never felt like things are spiraling for me. I, I need to get help. It, it, did it ever come to that? Did you seek a therapist no, no, or anything I'm, like that or anything? Like- no, I'm, I am not, I'm not the type of person that sits at home and has a glass of wine when I'm alone. Um, I'm not the type of person I don't drink every day. I, you know, I might drink, uh, once every couple of weeks or, or something like that. That's just how I am. So I never have had a problem with alcohol like that. It's, it's never been like that. I, I don't drink to the excess. It, it's not anything like that okay. at all. My problem is during that time is like I was, and, and when I am sad or depressed or, or I don't turn to alcohol, what I wind up doing is cleaning a lot. <laughs> so I'm like just, well, I clean, I go drinking. through my closet. Yeah. I go through my closet. I wash clothes. I, that's what I do. Or I'll go for a run. You know, I like running. I'm a runner. So you know, I, I alcohol's never been my my vice, I guess. Um, so okay. I don't know. I, I'm I'm not. I'm not. I know I'm not an alcoholic. I know that for sure. Okay, so it wasn't that. I just. I mean, honestly, I didn't know. I mean, you and I just spoke for the first time today, no. so I had no idea if it was something that when all that went down, you just felt like yeah. things were getting out of control and you had to get help yeah. or something like that. Okay. Yeah. After all that, I I really was even more depressed. I mean, going through a breakup out for everybody to see it's it's bad enough going through a breakup but then a breakup like for all of america to see that's that's even harder so that made me even more depressed because again like i said to you before it's like you only have one thing in this life and that's your name and like i pretty much destroyed my own name all of it was my fault none i don't blame anybody for anything the choices that i made ever is all of my fault so I blame myself. I just made a lot of poor choices uh, back then. Today, different story. Yeah. <laughs> Today, I, I'm so freaking happy. I have um, my son, Bama, 
my dog. He's a German Shepherd. I'm crazy about him. Yeah. My my husband, who I adore, who is the best thing that's ever happened to me, and I am the happiest I've ever been in my life. Well, that's great. I mean, when when you when all that ended, when did you when did you move back to Florida? What year do you remember? Twenty ten. Okay, 2009, so, 2010, somewhere in there. Okay, so you move back to Florida, and obviously you're picking up the pieces of a lot of bad things, bad press that, is, that has happened to you at this point. So all that happens, your life is probably pretty complicated at that point. What yeah. did you do to get back on track? How long did it take you to finally basically pick yourself up by the bootstraps and be like, all right, I need to just move on from I this? Was- I was surrounded by a lot of love, just surrounded by family, by Mm -hmm. friends, um, just a lot of love, um, attention, affection, and and just really got back to myself. I just worked out a lot, worked a lot, and and that's what really helped me get back to remembering, you know, that, that I have people out there that love me, that care about me, that are there for me, and just remembering that moving back home, being near my mom, my dad, my siblings, all of that. And that's what helped me. That's what helped me realize that, you know what? I didn't belong in Texas. I didn't belong out in the road. I didn't belong doing any of those things. I, I, where I belonged was here in Florida with family and friends. Yeah. And when you, during that time, I believe is when you got your realtor's license, right? Is that something that you took up at that time or you, had you already had it before you even? I had already had it. I've okay. had my real estate license now for 16 years. I'm a real estate broker. I have my, my own company. I'm going to plug myself right now. Mary Delgado Realty. <laughs> Mary Delgado Realty. <laughs> uh, and, and I love it. It's so much fun. It's uh, I get to see people's faces when they're first time home buyers. And that makes me so happy. I, I love it. It's it's a really good time. Yeah, I saw that uh, on uh, your Twitter. Your tweets are mostly about uh, Real pri- estate. Pri- price listings and, and stuff like that in, the, in, my, in yep. Miami or Tampa, Tampa area, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. So let's get to your uh, let's get to your husband that you had talked about. Um, you guys got married on New Year's Eve of 2015, so we're coming up on three years. How mm-hmm. I how did you meet him? He is my Greek god. I just, oh, I adore him. Um, he's Greek. And we met actually at a Gasparilla party. And he was, like, I saw him and I was like, oh, this, you know, good looking guy. Um, That's the first time I met him. He came out to me, introduced himself. And funny enough, when I first met him, I actually was at towards the end of, uh, it was probably six months away from Byron uh, and I breaking up. And he came up to me, said hello. I said hello. That's it. I didn't see him for a year later, and we ran into each other again at um, uh, at the mall. And we were watching a soccer game, U.S. versus Ghana. And he came up to me again and say, "Hey, do you remember me?" And I was like, uh, "No." And then we just started talking, and it just hit it off. And we, that's how we so saw each how, other again. So that's how you <laughs> met. What year was that? What year did you um, eleven or twelve? Uh, it was twenty ten, and then uh, twenty eleven is when we really got to together. Okay, so then twenty eleven, and when did you get engaged? We got engaged in twenty 
2014, and then I got married in 2015. End of t- yeah, okay, so 2015, 2015, yeah, yeah, and New Year's Eve 20. New Year's Eve in Cuba. In which Cuba, was, it was in Cuba. Amazing, you know. He he's Greek, like I said, and and I'm Cuban, born in Cuba. So we knew we wanted to do a destination. Uh, Greece was so far away. The the plane ride was so long, and I wanted to go back to where I was born. Uh, and so it was really emotional. I, 30 of us went, my family, uh, he and I, it was just, it was spectacular. We were married in the hotel Nacional and Mm. we were there for like 10 days. I want to say it was, it was spectacular. I saw in an interview, you had said that you would go through everything that you did a thousand times over to get where you're at right now. I'm assuming you still believe that. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) And there's a tie to that because when we got married, I actually sang to my husband. I was, as I was walking down the aisle, I sang, um, a thousand years. Um, I sang that to him as I was walking down. So, you know, I told him, I said, you know, I would go through a thousand times of, of what I went through. If at the end of it, you were there because he's been, he really has been a godsend. He is, he is the sweetest man. Um, extremely handsome. Oh. <laughs> and uh, he makes me very, very happy. Where did you, um, not where, uh, when when you guys did meet and you guys started talking, did he have any clue about the Bachelor stuff? No, he didn't. No. He did not. He did not know that I was on the Bachelor. He didn't. So he says, uh, but he did not. He did not know that I was on on the show. He had no idea. But I'm sure he Googled you at some point and saw the things that came up. And uh, obviously, it was brought up. I'm sure. I'm sure, right? He asked you about. Yeah, it, it wasn't in, when we had talked. You know, I I told him about it, and you know, he 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 said, you know, Mary, he goes, I know who you are, and who you are, like the things that are. When you Google, you're not, it's so far from the person that I know. It's unbelievable. And, and he's helped me a lot through, you know, working with the things that social media, the, the people write or say or comment about you. It's, it's really hard, you know, listening or not listening, but reading some of the things. It hurts. It really does. It hurts my soul just um, when people assume things about me. Uh, but he helped me a lot through that. One other thing that I saw from the interview, in that interview that you guys did with him, it was like a local mm-hmm. interview with the ABC. News, yeah, with news down in in Miami or Tampa. Tampa. Um, one thing that you said in it, I thought was really was really good. It's probably something that should be a meme or on a t shirt or something. You said that life is about making mistakes, learning from those mistakes, and not repeating those mistakes um i'm assuming that is something that you live by now absolutely absolutely that's what what life is i mean i meant what i said um you know you you learn from things that 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 you've done wrong um hopefully you don't repeat them you just learn hey you know what i i shouldn't do that uh i need to i need to do it this way so you don't want to repeat those bad things that that happened uh, to you so yeah i absolutely believe that 100 percent. well i end every interview with a final 10 questions these are more like personal questions about yourself so people can get to know mary delgado a little bit more uh they're none none are really show related there might be a couple but uh mm-hmm. 
This is the final 10. So these are, uh, we'll just, we'll get through these and then that'll be it. So question number one, what would you say your best memory from the show was? Either one. My best memory, zip lining. When was that? Was that uh, Bob's or Byron season? That was, that was, I think it was Byron. I think it was Byron. Where was the zip lining at? so long ago, Steve, that I don't even remember. I just know that I hung upside down when I was ziplining. It was awesome. It was so awesome. Yeah. I love like daredevil stuff. I don't even remember. Where, I know I went through a forest and it was just incredible. That was, that was like my, my favorite memory was ziplining. Okay. Question number two, most romantic thing that a guy has ever done for you. Most romantic thing that a guy has ever done for me would be asking my mom and dad before he asked me, my husband. Oh, okay. Well, didn't, did, did Byron ever do that when he spoke to your parents or did, did, did Bob during hometowns, did they have to do that too? They do do it now on the show. (laughs) He did, but he didn't. If that makes sense. It doesn't make sense to you, but did, he did, but he didn't. What are we talking about, Byron? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I mean, I, I think I know what you're. I think I know what you're getting at. <laughs> getting at there. Uh, all right. Question number three. What are your top? I don't know if you're a big TV fan, but what are your top three TV shows right now? Oh, The Voice. I love The Voice. The dynamic uh, oh, between. Wow. I love the voice. They just, they make me laugh so much. Um, I love family feud. I love (laughs) Steve Harvey. I love Steve Harvey. All right. Okay. Um, and I really like this is us. Okay. I was going to say, get, get a, get one scripted show in there, please. Yes. I hope hope all your favorite shows aren't reality. Okay. Um, all right. Question number four. What is your biggest relationship pet peeve? Honesty. I um, I don't I don't like a person who lies. I just don't think that's necessary. That's a big pet pet peeve. Um, let's see. I'm really not not too difficult. Um, I don't know. I I don't really have many of them I well, honesty can be one that's perfectly fine I think a lot of people would uh, would agree with that I mean we all uh, hate liars we all hate liars we all hate liars yes we do <laughs> um that's fine that could, that could, that's suitable enough for your answer um uh, someone someone so you just wanted one okay. oh you can give me another one that's it. you have another one uh yeah just someone that doesn't allow you to be you like they try, they're controlling. They try to, like, just change who you are. For sure. Does that make sense? Perfect sense. All right. Question number five: If there was one thing you could have done differently on either of your season with Bob or Byron, is there anything that sticks out to you? Other than I, the obvious of you know not accepting a proposal from Byron, but. <laughs> <laughs> How did you know that's what I was going to say? I I don't know. I was thinking more like a little something on a smaller level of something that maybe you said or maybe the way you acted or I don't know, whatever you did or said. And and it could have been Bob season. I don't know. Well, I I think 
um, I think coming off of, of the show, when I learned different things about the person I was with, I should have, I should have really stuck with what my gut and I should have, I should have walked away. Fair enough. But you're not supposed to have regrets in life because everything, you know, happens as it should and for a reason. So. And it's led you to where you are today, regardless of what you went through. But it's still, there's nothing wrong with saying I should have listened to. Oh, you know, thank my you, baby. Thank you for my kisses. Oh, thank you. I'm sorry. My doggie is giving me kisses right now. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> my, my, my dog would, but she's got a cone on her head because she's got a little Aww. infection on her foot. So, Oh, poor baby. <laughs> I know. Oh, my German Shepherd, That's he's he's awesome. Uh, all right. Let's Love see. You. Where are we at? Okay. Question number six. What is your favorite U.S. city to visit? Uh, oh. I like Fort Lauderdale. Okay, outside of Florida. That doesn't count. Outside of Florida. Oh, yeah. God. Um, I like Chicago. Okay. That Chicago Thank will work. That's nothing Thank wrong with that. <gasps> Thank you, baby. Mm-hmm. Love you. Apparently, your dog likes Chicago, too. How about that? Yes, he's giving me <laughs> lots of kisses right now, and I'm loving it. Mwah. <laughs> <laughs> like, go, baby. Like, go, baby. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm such an animal lover. No, that's nothing wrong with that. Um, question number seven. Uh, do you have a male and female celebrity crush? Who are they? Um, I really like Keanu Reeves. Whoa. I know. Matrix. Wow. Just love them. Wow. Okay. I know. Matrix. Old school. All right. I know, really old school. Um, and then female, um, I really like Angelina Jolie. All right. She's a humanitarian. She does a lot. So, Yeah, she does a ton of stuff. All right, question number eight has got a bunch of short questions in it, and these are real. These are one-word answers, so it's either one or the other. All right, you ready to go on these? Yes. Here we go. All right, strawberry or grape jelly? Strawberry. Beach or poolside? Oh, that's tough because they're both in the sun. Uh, beach. Morning or night? Both. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a. I'm not. I'm both a morning person and a night person. So okay. Both. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner? Lunch. Vacation, U.S. or international? U.S. Ryan Reynolds or Ryan Gosling? Reynolds. Chris Hemsworth or Chris Pratt? Pratt. Instagram, Snapchat, or Twitter? Twitter. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, we'll get to <laughs> your Instagram has six pictures on it. <laughs> I know. I'm so awful. I'm awful with that. Yeah. Um, question number nine. I'll post more. I'll post more. I'll post more. <laughs> question number nine. You mentioned this earlier, but I didn't, I, I didn't know of how close you were to them, but who would you say is your closest friend still from the show? Someone you keep in touch with the most? Um, ooh, I mean, I if any, I mean, you might not have one. I mean, it's not like I, I talk to them all the time, but they are on my Facebook and we exchange messages. But um, Kelly, Joe, Estella, um, 
Cindy's also my friend. Um, and Cindy was so, the finished. Meredith. Cindy was the finished third on um, yes. Byron season. Yes. God, I couldn't. Uh, you could line up 10 girls in front of me right now with one of them being Cindy, and I wouldn't have a clue who the hell she is. I cannot picture her for the life of me. She was funny. Cindy was, she was goofy, funny, real pretty, tall, blonde girl. She lives in California. Real God, sweetheart. No idea. Totally drawn a blank. Anyway. <laughs> All right. All right. Question number 10. Yes. Is, is something that I call explain your tweet where I go through your Twitter account to. Uh, okay. But all your tweets are basically uh, listings uh, for properties in Tampa. So there isn't really. And, and my, some of them are my dog. And your dog. So there isn't really much to. <laughs> not a lot of text tweets that you, that you have, like where you're expressing a thought or something like that. So we'll just we'll just get into a question about real estate. What is the biggest mistake a first-time home buyer might have, or maybe a myth about first-time home buying? First-time home buying, or, or selling your first-time home buying? Yeah, home buying. Um, really, what what a person should do is they should not overbuy. Uh, so, like, don't buy over your means. Uh, so make sure that you 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 go and get qualified first, so you can know where where you're you know, where you can buy at. Cause I get a lot of people that say, Oh, you know, I can spend this much, but then, you know, they, they really can't. And then they wind up falling in love with the house and then realize they, they can't afford that house. So you don't want to, you don't want to work to pay a mortgage. You want to enjoy your life. So, yeah. So like basically seeing your dream home and saying, I, I have to have this home if it, yep. if it doesn't fit your means. Okay. Yep. Fair. That's a, that's something that's good advice. Everyone should take. So, uh, Mary, you have completed the final 10. We have finally finished this podcast. Thank you so much uh, for coming on and doing this, being being girl number 100 or guest number I'm, 100. I'm so sorry. I was so boring because I'm so irrelevant and I'm so, what, 12 years ago or 14 years ago. Uh, 15, <laughs> so 15 ago. if you want to count Bob's. But, yeah. yeah. I just, I can't believe, I can't believe that this has been on for 22 seasons. It's been lo- on as long as it has been. It's it's unbelievable. Oh, I'm sure when you were on the show um, but, or, and when it was airing and when it was over, you were probably like, yeah, this show's not going to be on much longer. And here it is. Yeah, that's what I thought. Still now, going now what do they have? They have bachelor in paradise they have the new show the proposal which is crazy yeah um, they got winter games yeah. well they did last oh, year i don't know if they're having it again this year yet we don't know yet. yeah there's a lot going on there but it's unbelievable and you do steve you do a phenomenal job i don't know you always get the scoop on stuff uh <laughs> so thank you thank you so much for having me on i really really appreciate it because like i said i'm so irrelevant <laughs> no, thank you for coming on and, and thank you again for talking about the stuff uh, from, you know, 2007, 2008, 2010, obviously it was, wasn't a fun time, but, um, you know, it, it's stuff that needed to be discussed, but I think you have a good perspective on it. And that's what I, you know, I wanted people to hear and, and also hear kind of maybe what really went on in those situations. So, oh, your dog's going crazy. So that was my dog (laughs) saying bye. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, we'll end it right here. Mary, thank you so much. And we'll talk to you. We'll, We'll be in touch. All right. Thanks, Steve. Take care. All right. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much to Mary for that. Good to go down memory lane and especially with someone who won the show. Granted, it was back in 2004. I know a lot of you listening right now probably don't even remember that or be like, why do we care about somebody who was on the show 15 years ago? 
because she has a story and uh, her story is quite intriguing and very interesting. And obviously she's been through a lot since the show. So uh, I appreciate Mary coming on and, and sharing that with us and talking about those difficult things. I mean, to have your name in the news for things, in, things involving drinking in 2007, 2008 and 2010, like three times in four years, of course, people are going to have preconceived notions of you. And I'm glad that she was able to uh, share her side of, of things that went down. Don't forget, this podcast is brought to you by Beholden. Hey, brides and wedding guests, looking for an outfit that dazzles? Beholden offers a gorgeous collection of wedding gowns and dresses for special occasions. Shop from the comfort of your couch, and your purchase will arrive at your doorstep in a matter of days. For a limited time only, use code LOVE at checkout for free shipping on your purchase at bhldn.com. That's bhldn.com. Thanks again to Mary for that. Please rate, subscribe, and review in Apple Podcasts. Much appreciated. Also, Nell Coulter's Are You the One recaps up every Thursday. Just released one earlier today. We only got a few episodes left of Are You the One. Let's see if all these people can agree at their who their person is so they can split a million dollars, which ends up being like $46,000 a person or something ridiculous like that. Uh, so check that out. It's on the website today. No more Floribama Shore. That ended last week. So that won't be back. Season three doesn't start, I think, until beginning of 2019. So thank you all for tuning in. Podcast number 100 in the books. I cannot believe it. We've gotten through 100. Hopefully we'll have 100 more or 200 more or 3,000 more. Okay, maybe not 3,000, but you know what I'm saying. Anyway, thanks you all. thank you all for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And uh, we will talk to you next week. See you.